and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. Hi, Money Magicians. How are you? Welcome to episode 53 of the Money Magic Podcast. If you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makwakwa. I am the host for this show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. And um, how I started this podcast was by interviewing money magic students around their money journey. What I didn't, what I didn't expect and anticipate was that this podcast would grow and become an actual podcast. <laughs> and Today, I have one of the Money Magic students, Lissiho. She is in my course, Money Magic, uh, the Money Magic uh, course. And I just want to say thank you and welcome, Lissiho. We spent an hour talking <laughs> about everything before we started recording, but thank you for sticking it through and uh, agreeing to continue the recording. Thank you so much, Magina. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Guys, this is how it is, you know. I host retreats. When I host retreats in Thailand or in the village here in South Africa or in Sri Lanka or anywhere else, it's like we don't sleep. The Money Magic students don't sleep. From the time we arrive, people will be talking until 4 a.m. and then like sleep a few short hours, wake up and just talk. We're like that for 10 days. There is so much to unpack because we know each other from the group. So these recordings are so cathartic. <laughs> so welcome. Can you please tell us about yourself and what you do? I'm Lesekhole Kwakwe. I'm a customer relations officer and a hairdresser. Um, yeah. <laughs> Been a hairdresser from a very tender age of 10. This yeah. is when I'm Yes. Of 10 and... Yeah, I'm, I'm also, um, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an aunt, a daughter, a sister, a cousin. Yeah, don't have oh. any um, kids. Yeah, oh, but yeah, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for saying yes to this. So before, before we get started, even jumping into everything, what does money mean to you? How would you describe money to an alien? Ah, money, you know, the, 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 the definition of money has changed. I don't know how many times ever since I, I joined this course. Um, at first, it was just a mode of exchange. Uh, but now I've realized that it is energy that takes a form of who you are. It is energy that takes a Yes. Energy that takes a form of who you are. You know how um, elders always um, emphasize how money is the root of all evil. So I've gone from identifying that as, as um, a mode of exchange to energy that takes a form of who you are. And no, it is not. I, I know um, Christians are going to have a problem with this. It is not the root of all evil. <laughs> the trauma that governs the user of money is the root of all evil. Don't beat me up, Christians. The trauma that governs the user of that money is the root of all evil, not money on its own. Mm. <laughs> Deep. Deep, deep, deep. I love that. I, I really, really love that. Um, I was thinking the other day, so I'm in the midst of the God wound. Oh, the God wound work, guys. You keep hearing the God wound come up in this show. Um, it's only like one lesson. It's like lesson 17 of the Money Magic course. But we often we come back to it because it just stresses us. And in that, I just keep remembering how like in, I, when I was in Catholic boarding school, everyone would ask each other, do you want to be rich? Do you want to be rich? Do you want to be uh, rich? And everyone would answer, we want to be average, right? Because of that, like the, um, what we were being taught. Although I did get, get kicked out of Catholic boarding school as you guys in the Money Magic Cosmos. <laughs> I did not last beyond grade four, guys. Luckily, I never had to go to church because <laughs> my parents were just like, it's just best for the church and this little nine-year-old version of me if we don't quite... You were nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's just best if these two institutions, that is me and the church, don't intersect from the age of nine. And yeah, it was, it was a great decision. I really applaud them for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I understand that about the root of all evil and I think I keep thinking about that how we as kids knew that we should say we just want to be average and it hurts me because I think of us now and I'm wondering what happened to all the kids from primary school how are how are they with money now so some of them I've reconnected with via Facebook and it's very very fascinating but the rest, I don't know where they are, right? And it's just, it's such an interesting journey, this, hey? It's, wow. it's, amazing how, it's amazing how we taught um, to be average. I mean, I think we are all a victim. We are, most of us are uh, victims to this. I, myself, you know, was taught that, you no, know, as long as you have a, a roof over your head and have food to eat, every other thing does not matter. And it's, it's, it's so sad that this is where we start forming our money stories because we taught that at a tender age, 
um, like I said, I started um, my hair business. I mean, when I started learning how to plait hair, I was around the ages of 10. Wow. And yes, yes. That and I started incredible. charging. I started charging, I think at the age of 16 when I was in matric. Um, I didn't have money for the matric dance. And for my, my mom is a single parent. So I didn't have money for the metric dance and, you know, photos, you know how it goes, every other thing that comes with um, mm -hmm. the, I mean, the payments that comes with the metric dance, I didn't have that. Um, I think my mom only managed to pay to, to cover uh, the metric dance on its own and not uh, expenses such as photos, makeup, hair. And I did my own hair, by the way, um, mm -hmm. and of other uh, fellow students. Um, this is where I started charging for money. I remember, I think I charged 60 rands for, for, for braids at that time and this is what now like it, it carried on right until recently i literally started unlearning this uh when i joined the money magic group that you know what it is okay to charge for your services oh. you good at what you do but i was still stuck there you know there was a time where when you i don't even remember um what the live was about but then you said um don't don't you think the reason why you don't get clients is because um, you do not charge well for your services? Mm. The people that you are busy stuck on are not your target market. Exactly. Your target market is people that are willing to pay, to pay the appropriate prices. Mm -hmm. but you do not have to lower it. Yes. And I started thinking about it. And I, although I struggled, you know, a lot about that, I, I struggled for a long time and mind you i didn't get any clients just last week i decided to go up i said no it's mm. been a while since my prices went up i know i'm good at what i do i am going to raise my prices and i get one query said okay um i now charge price so and so if you want to uh come and plate your hair or do whatever this is my charge now the prices have gone up i got a booking yes i got yes. a booking that makes a lot of sense to me because most people, it's that, here's the thing, it's all about your energy as well, right? It's that most times we have outgrown certain places and certain clients and energetically the people around us in the same environment can sense that we've outgrown them. But because we're still trying to appease them, we yes. keep our prices at the same level. But you are no longer at their energy levels. And they can sense that. So they just yes. don't want you. So even when you lower your price, it doesn't work. Whew. I, You guys know my story about how I learned that the hard way when I try to bring out a very cheap course. And yeah. Nothing was working with this course. I could not sell it. And Thank funny you. enough, even with the bank account challenge, I stopped being able to sell it at 2,000 Rand. You know, when I hired the price of the bank account challenge to 7,000 Rand or now 799 US dollars and 99 US dollars a month or 999 Rand a month, that's when the bank account challenge started selling again. Mm -hmm. Why? Because in my head, I was like, no, I want to make it so that everyone can afford. But the thing is that the people that you are pricing for at that level are sensing that you are not at their level energetically and vibrationally. So they're just not feeling you. And your people that are at your energy level are like, we don't understand her. Why is she pricing at that level? Exactly. Yeah. So when you just allow yourself to step into that next level, things start to shift dramatically. 
So yeah, yeah. being average, like, like I've been trying to unlearn that I'm still in the progress. I, I mean, I'm still a work in progress. Um, yeah, still trying to get there, but it, it has been amazing, you know, to be confident and to be able to confidently say, and this is what I learned uh, from the course, to be able to confidently say, I charge this much. If you are not willing to use my services, you're not the target market and it is okay. And, and there was okay also a time we're not fighting, yes. right? Yes. It's like yes. I and will gladly also- refer people to someone who charges less. And then they'll be like, but it's not you. I'm like, yeah, I know. But if you want me, this is what I charge. It's no love lost, right? There's no animosity around this. It is just what it is. And I also had that that fear thing, you know, about um, the area that but people in my area are not going to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, um, afford these prices. I'm competing with a lot of people. There's, you know, there's hairdressers everywhere. They want to, I'm going to have clients. And you want to, I love the random lives, by the way, because I sometimes <laughs> feel that something is aimed at me. <laughs> I know, I know I'm going to have. Like in the Money Magic student group. <laughs> they never know when a live is going to happen. It could happen right now after this recording. It's so random. Nobody ever complains because I guess everyone's used to the fact that I work as spirit moves and everyone, and it's so funny because most people, when they catch the live or they catch the recording, they're like, this was meant for me. You know, and they literally get it. But I think that feeling a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) And I've done that, okay, no, I know I'm gonna come back with a lot of um lessons here. Let me just say whenever you say random, I was like, Yeah, this is for me. I know it. Let me open and on that like you said, um, I mean, you cannot have clients, I mean the entire South Africa. Are you saying you're not gonna have (laughs) the entire Nobody's gonna you want know, your like product. You have an entire country, and even in your neighborhood, the entire country, the entire neighborhood. Are you sure? You know, and I started thinking, no, if they don't, no, no, this is what <laughs> I am going to be okay. This is what I'm charging, and I get whoever that doesn't want my services or doesn't want to, or, or that even attempts to uh, renegotiate the pricing, is not yeah. my target, and I'm not having it. And yeah, I got a booking. So yeah. It is proof. And I'm so glad that you allowed yourself to increase the pricing because the old, that's the thing. Most people are like, but so many people were buying at this old price. Now nobody's buying. Well, you have up-leveled. People are sensing that you are no longer their person. And what makes me so sad is because of trauma and our fear of being rejected and our fear of losing love, we don't want to acknowledge that we have outgrown certain people. So we want to stay in that same target audience. And like we then we get really frustrated. And it's so crazy to me because you know what happens often when people experience that, where people are not buying, they lower the prices even more. And that's when it even goes from bad to worse, you know? And almost everyone I have worked with in my life that I have warned around this pricing issue has re-experienced this. And they always like come back and they're like, oh my God, why did I not listen? Like it was supposed to be a higher pricing. I'm just like, you had to go through it because the lower pricing, that's when they really see the full flames. (laughs) It's like, sometimes people will book, but it will be be clients they just cannot handle. (laughs) You know, because that's the, thing it's like the universe is going to do everything to show you that you have outgrown and, that and people who pay less have high demands Shoot. Yeah. 
Don't they just hate? Dealers have very high demands. For real. So when I came to this decision, when I finally plucked the carriage, (laughs) after doing the work, I was like, ah, I'm so glad that after this, I will not have to deal with high demands from people that I know very well that, I mean, I'm, I'm literally charging half the price, you know, and I'm giving you excellent service that I know of. I'm good at what I do. So I don't understand why these demands, I don't understand why you try to renegotiate. But since I came to this decision that if you want to renegotiate, bye-bye, it's okay. I rebuild my clientele. So yeah, this is all thanks to the Money Magic content. <laughs> we love it, guys. We love this. So when did you start suspecting that your money story was about more than money and just budgeting? Like, I know when we were talking, you said you thought you were good with money and you were like, why are yes. people telling me to I, follow I money? So <laughs> I was so convinced because, I mean, I, I, I started um, my degree when I was a waitress. Mm-hmm. And I was earning 1782 a month. Ooh. That's when I started saving up for my degree. And nobody helped me. You were paying and I, I, for I, your degree and I, yes, I started, months. yes, that's when I started. So this is where I got convinced that I must be good with money. I mean, look at me with so little money. I still um, managed to, to, to study and finish, my, although it took long. But I still managed to um, study and graduate, you know, from so little, um, I mean, such a, a little salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like I told you, my friend, um, okay, so started doing inner work first. And I um, noticed gradual shifts with her. And uh, the one time we got invited to, no, in fact, she, she, she invited me, the harvest table at uh, Naledi Farm. Ah. She invited me. I remember it was, I think it was June 16th. I, I, I met Mizo for the first time in um, ah. that day. Yes. And um, the, the, the theme was, uh, I think the theme was Sankofa. Oh, yeah. Making that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, getting the wisdom the theme was, from. Uh, uh, Sankofa. And I remember that they were given a task. Uh, there was a time uh, during the session, um, we uh, were advised to go outside separately to just go um, each person to go uh, to a corner or whatever to just reflect on what treasure they would like to keep. Reflect back and, uh, and, and, and establish who you need to forgive. Like, who do you, what do you want to heal? What is it that you want to let go of? And what treasure do you... Because that bird carries a, uh, an egg in the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, basically all they were saying was, that what is it that you want to keep in your mouth that you do not want to fall while you're looking back? And yeah. uh, uh, looking at your, your, your journey, looking at where you come from. And I remember sitting, I, I wanted more time. I felt like crying, you know, that day. I wanted more time to reflect because all that anger came back. Um, you know, when the first thing that I knew I wanted to do was to heal. I, cre- I carried a lot of um, anger, you know, from, from um, childhood. And I remember, and at that time, by the way, I had already started the, um, I think I'd already done the one or two uh, free bank account challenges. Yeah, that's when the bank account challenge was free, guys. 
<laughs> I told you that um, this is where I realized that I'm actually not that good with money. Yeah, yeah. I finished a degree, but I'm not really as good as I think I am. Yeah. There's still a lot more to learn. And uh, there's so much in, in, in that uh, bank account challenge, you know, about uh, spending in alignment with your values, in alignment with what you love, and, you know, all that. Um, that's when, because the emphasis, and, and by the way, I followed wealthy money as well. Um, after doing those bank account challenges and you always made reference to healing you know Um, and then I took a decision on that day that okay this is the day I am going to um, enroll and I'm going to start working on my healing journey because when I enrolled I, I knew that the course was about healing I just didn't know the intensity though (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think um, nobody can anticipate the intensity of this course i think they know but you can't anticipate it so guys don't even try i can't <laughs> anticipate it half the time <laughs> well for a moment i think for a good six months i actually forgot that wealthy money is about personal finance everything was <laughs> i forgot everything was now centered around healing and meditations and and the shifts and but, but, but I had awesome um family shifts so every I'm like my, my my heart was just there you know being grateful exercising gratitude for you know this and that was a, a certain way now it has changed you know yeah. while I was busy uh, uh, enjoying the shifts everything now started working out I, I don't know how because like I said I I, I haven't done much um there, there hasn't been much change um, career-wise, mm. I haven't moved up that much, so yeah. I didn't understand what. Um, I mean, the, the, why is my money changing? Financial improvement. What? Well, what's up? What's that? But then, you know, I was so amazed that okay, so here's this. I just worked on my healing, and this is what happened. Yeah. While I was not even paying attention to, you know, uh, what's coming into my bank account or what I'm saving or how I'm spending. Yeah. This is what happened while I was just enjoying the course content. <laughs> enjoy it. I love it. Nobody ever says that they enjoy the healing. I was enjoying the shifts. The cost content is tough. I know. You know, it's, it's so much. There's so much crying there. There's so much digging deep. There's there's a lot. But I love the relief that comes after each meditation. I love. Uh, you know, I, I love the relief that comes with everything that comes up when, when journaling. There's, like, there's so much offloading. You feel so much lighter, you know, when you have that glass of water after, after journaling, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So, yes, then things started looking up. And I remember there was a time where I, 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 have, I had a separate account mm-hmm. and I would transfer money into that just for my expenses. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember wishing that I had a certain amount of money in that account, you know, uh, surprisingly while I was not like I think and I just noticed that a couple of months a couple of weeks back that oh I'm here this was a wish oh my goodness amazing in my life this was a wish and I was like okay now now I want to start observing how did I get here because I've only just been doing the work and Mm -hmm. um, I've I've stopped uh, making reference to my business as a side uh, you know how people like saying side hustle yeah the course taught me the value of your gift you do not just disregard that 
No. That's a gift that God gave you. You don't just call it this. You don't. And I stopped. I don't. I don't like calling it a side hustle. I call it a business, even if I do it part time. And Ooh, thank you for that. I still call. I still make reference to side hustle. Meanwhile, I teach the opposite. Oh my gosh! I have to change this language. Not that it's a bad word. Not that it's a bad word. For but for some reason, for me, it felt like. When you say side hustle, it sounds like something that you can just do whenever you have time. Yes. But for 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 a person that started a hair business under her granny's tree in period so way to and build a clientele from there and actually survived on that money for three years of unemployment. I, I survived on that money for three years. Yeah. I learned from you that I'm not going to disregard, I'm not going to call it a side hustle. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've, I've got a lot of ideas now popping up. Um, I, after Naledi Farm, I even did a brand. You know, I, 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 I created I my own brand. And there's just so many, I, so many things that I'd like to work with, with mm -hmm. my business. So, and, you know, in, um, just like we were talking about how we were taught to be average. Yes. We taught the same thing about school. Uh, you study to be employable. Yes, be of course. Since if you, this is why like when someone does an arts degree or goes to study uh, being a writer, all that, we're like, but who's going to employ you? Because yes. everything that we do isn't, we're not taught to do things from the heart and from this is my God-given purpose. It's no, forget, we're actually, oh my gosh, school is actually so traumatic when you think of the it school is, system. It's it like, is. rub off everything and forget about what your soul wants and do what society is telling you is going to make you a living and make you money. And, and I remember how tertiary was tough because, you know, I would think, no, this is not going to help me in the job market. This is, mm. I'm not going to get hired. I'm not going to get paid. I'm not going to, you know, all of that. From the, ever since, enrolling in this course, I have gradually evolved from trying to be employable to actually mm. using my skills for my own business. Sure. I know it is my, sure, then. I was so, and everything just started happening recently. And mm. I got to understand that this is why the first live recording didn't work. I wasn't yeah. going to, you know, there was still so much to be unearthed. Yeah, like you could only just see when you see the lives, people who watch the lives, follow me on Instagram, read the content, it's not the same as when you do the work. The work has to be experienced. I keep yeah. saying that. Like, even when you are reading and guys, it makes a lot, of course, it's going to make a lot of sense and your soul is going to go on a high because I'm speaking to your spirit, right? I usually write directly from what I am hearing from my guides. That's like where the live videos also happen and random things. Cause I'm just like, Oh, today I was guided to talk about this, right? That's where the random lives happen. So because of that, right? Your ear, people are able to hear it and it feels delicious on a spiritual level, but then like it needs to be physically experienced that's where the work comes in so yeah i'm so glad that you touched on that so then from there i, I started this is why i um, i mean um, this I, mean, I made reference to this business that started under my granny tree mind you i still work from home <laughs> wow. but i carry it so professionally you know that sure. yo then I, I i never thought that 
I would evolve this much. You know, I sometimes sit here, do I, by the way, I'm at work. And Elizabeth's been driving her workmates <laughs> crazy. They've been listening to me. So guys, if you're listening and you're from Lishikho's workplace, <laughs> hi, I know what she's been doing to you guys, telling you guys about the Money Magic course and Wealthy Money Work. So, <laughs> so, so uh, there, there are some things that I look at, you know, and by the way, I've stagnated. I've been here for 10 years, um, all because of this fear of lacking. Mm. And uh, I mean, because of this work, um, I mean, in, in the money magic work, you start observing your, your, your patterns. You start observing where, where how, how, how uh, certain traumas emanated. Where do they, you know, um, how do they affect you? Where do you need to shift? Where do you, and, and, and everything evolves as you do the work. So from there, I've realized that, you know what, there's certain things that I actually don't like in corporate. You know, mm-hmm. you, you are conditioned to perform a certain way. Yeah. I, and I started looking at my degree this way. I'm, 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 I, I can't possibly have invested so much money and my time into acquiring a degree to be conditioned into uh, uh, behaving or conducting my skill a certain way. It has to go into my business. I plan to expand that much. I don't know how. I'm still a work in progress. This is all still an idea. Oh but God. as Mizo has said, the currency is in the emotion. So I'm still working right. on those. It's it will, all it there. Like I, I love what you're saying, right? Because to be honest, Lisekho, we all start like even wealthy money as it's been growing. You guys have seen it. It started as a small little thing. Then it was like, oh, I'm gonna like we're gonna start the Property Magicians podcast. Then it grew. Right. Then it was like, oh, we'll do the money magic podcast. Then it was like, oh, I'm going to do retreat. Then before that, it was like, I think I'm going to add retreats. I'm going to add this. And so now a lot of these things are operating and I can refer you guys to say, oh, send the email to Wisani. All this stuff is happening. These people were not like as the company grows, you add more people to your team, you get more help, you put more systems in place. But you have to start there. Like this is what we learn in the Money Magic Course. You start with the end in mind, you know? You start knowing that this is what the business is going to turn into. So, wow. I'm so, so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, Let's talk about, you talk a lot about the shifts that you had in terms of relationships and with people. I know even with your friendships, how you guys used to discuss money has evolved. Can you please talk to us about that? Because I think um, this is a big fear for all of us, right? Which we all come back to. If I make money and I do expand and I have these shifts, I start a business, I'm now super focused. I have a brand. I'm hiking up my prices. Yo, people are going to reject me. How do you see your relationships changing as you've been healing? Uh, talk about friendships, family, etc. How has that yeah. started to shift for you? Oh, that, um, you know, it's good that you actually mentioned that when, when I started, um, I remember there was, I think there's, um, after a couple of, 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 of uh, bank account challenges. Mm-hmm. I started uh, having, a, you know, an expense uh, logbook. And mm-hmm. sure, a family member frowned at me so much for that. Like, what? 
why would you have that? You're so stingy, you know? I remember <laughs> you sharing that. I was laughing so much. No, yeah. I'm not saying, this is just all about planning, like observing how you spend your money. Yeah. This is all about that. Um, you know, I've, 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 I don't, you know, with family, I don't, I don't really um, share my journey with them. They just see the shifts and just not necessarily imitate, but learn yes. from what I'm doing. Yeah. And because that's the thing. It's like when you are the embodiment of the work, this is, yeah. guys, this is what I teach the Money Magic students. I tell them, all of them, they will tell you. I tell them, don't go home and start preaching. Please don't do this. Go yes. home and start being the work embody it this is a difference between knowing a thing intellectually and really being the transformation standing in your transformation and living it so we talk a lot about this that if you want your family to truly change go live the work let them see the transformation and that's when the true magic starts to happen because you don't have to fight with them they come to you and say i don't know what it is that you're doing but that that is what I want. Because this is how you also got into the course. Yes. By the way, Kwaketo didn't impose it. I just looked at the shift and how attitude changed. I was like, okay, now I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. So from, from, from the relationship perspective, uh, things just change from, and I don't intentionally advise people. I just say something in passing and they just learn from that. Um, the one cousin of mine was, uh, I think, stressed last year about uh, the money that she has lost to a certain travel agency um, mm-hmm. after um, COVID. I don't know whether companies were now starting to close. And oh. I just said one thing to her because she was about, she inquired so much. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just seemed like her money is not going to be refunded. And she mm-hmm. sent me a text and says, you know what? Sure, money is so I've lost uh, my money, uh, this company is closing and this was actually aimed, uh, meant for traveling a certain month and whatever. So because the company, I may uh, have lost my money. So it sounded like she was giving up. A simple mm-hmm. sentence. I just said to her, do not give up on this money. Waneso, if money is energy, mm-hmm. how would you feel if somebody were to give up on you? Treat mm-hmm. it as you treat yourself. Do not give up on this. Always, always have hope that that money is going to come back. I said that once and we carried on with our conversation. A couple of months later, she sends me a notification from FNP. She says, I, boomer. No, I yes you. <laughs> <laughs> My money's back. I like, I told you, yeah. do not have it. Do not have an attitude towards money. It is energy. Treat it. Imagine if somebody decided to give up on you or Mm -hmm. didn't want to engage with you or engage with you in a certain way that you you also wouldn't appreciate. I'm sure you would also want to distance yourself from those people. And so is money. You treat it that way, it will distance itself. Yes. Money also wants to be adored and loved, right? So So I don't go and say impose everything that I've learned. I just mentioned one thing in one sentence. Um, the, last week, uh, one of my colleagues, um, I don't know, she mentioned she, she won something. I don't know whether she had a bet. And she said, I it was a small amount of money. I don't even know what I did with it. I said, this year. That's the problem. This year is a problem. Yes. Uh, tell me how God is supposed to trust you with a million if you treat that amount this way. Mm. You said it was from a bet. Yeah, it was from a bed, and I'm sure 
I mean, if, if, if it is, there's probably a lot of money that you can win out of it, mm. but money showed up in this form. You not an appreciate, appreciate for even a two rands. Yeah. Start appreciating money. Everything will look. I have, you know, with that colleague of mine, we, we, we have meaningful conversations now. We, we have literally, you know, uh, when you stagnate, you tend to collectively be a group of complainers. Mm. This and that is not working out for us. This and that is not. We have gone from that to establishing streams of income that can help supplement um, what we're complaining about. You know, the, the, the amounts of money. That, like, and it's only a few people. It's not all of them. And this just mm. happened with just mentioning one thing. Yes. Out of, I, I don't even know what I said, but it is just something that I said in passing. Mm. Um, I remember the one time, like I told you, I'm, I'm this tantrum somebody, you know, when something... <laughs> I can't believe that. But actually, I can because I, I used in. to throw bad tantrums. Who? You know, <sighs> one of my colleagues, I'll have a colleague that said, but didn't you say Bangida said this? Or didn't you say Lebubule taught you this and that and that? Aren't you doing the opposite? And I come back and say, okay. So I see it and wrap up on somebody. So yeah, mm -hmm. relationships from... Uh, friends and family perspective this is how um everything this is how it has changed um i don't intentionally um share my knowledge i just i suppose with the way i conduct myself and everything you're bound to change yeah. you are bound to change the way you do things you are bound to change the way you spend money they observe yes. they observe like i said um Things yeah. started changing in my bank account. Sometimes I didn't even know how until I observed that when I, at, at the time when I, when, I, when I noticed that I'm not that good with money, I was spending money on snacks and mm. you know, all the things that are necessary. Um, I would just randomly go into a, a grocery store for no reason. Maybe, or maybe just in go there with the intention to buy one thing and come back with things that cost 500 and that don't necessarily, that you don't, you don't even need. You know, yes. and when I did this work, I realized that, especially how you like it, you know, I love how you emphasize <laughs> spending in alignment with your values. The one yes. time I said, but I want to, why am I buying so much chocolate or why am I? And to my surprise, now I can just feel stressed, go to a grocery store and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get myself a snack or, or sometimes just, because sometimes I find myself there for yeah. no reason. Yeah, I have walked in and out of grocery stores without anything because yeah. I walk into the store and I was like, what, what did I want in here? I, but I don't need this. And then and the, why am I here? And walk out yeah. without even, I was so excited on that day. Yeah. I was so excited on that day that sometimes I walk into the grocery store and you suddenly make up things that are running out or that you are not yes. even sure. Right? Because you have to spend the money because that's why you're at the grocery store. It's yes, not actually for a need. It's to spend the money. Yes. Like, why? No. And I started working on that. And yeah, ever since I did that, like in alignment with your values, if you feel that you want, although you want to lose weight, you want that chocolate, it's fine. Go and buy it because you feel like having it. But randomly just working, no. Mm, a number mm. of times I've walked in and, and, and went and I was like, okay, so this is probably why I'm improving. Um, mm. My bank account statements. Yeah. I mean, the first day of the challenge, you say print your bank account. It went from three pages to one and it's half of the page. Yeah. 
How incredible is that? Three pages to one. And I have gotten into a habit of paying myself first, you know, appreciating myself that I'm not where I want to be, but I'm I'm, I'm on the right track. You know, I'm doing the work. I'm going to get there one day. So um, I sometimes deposit money into certain accounts, even though I know that I'm not going to use it. Like I, I don't have, um, issues with money just staying in my account for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you do I same with money yeah. being there. So yes. that's the thing. People don't, and I'm so glad you're having, we're having this conversation because we talk a lot about this, guys, in the Money Magic student group where if you have a problem where everything, when money is in your account, it needs to go and even be stashed away in fixed deposit because your money cannot be in your bank account yeah. just for the sake of it. That is actually a sign that you're not like you don't have a good relationship with money because you're not comfortable with money just chilling in your bank account. If you can't just have money just randomly chilling in your bank account and just being there and you have no desire to spend it and you can let it chill right up until month end, then you've got problems. You know, I think this is so, so important to know. So, yeah, I observe my accounts, I observe the, the, the statements and I look at what I, because I, and now I, I say with intention, I have, you, you know, uh, when you, um, no, 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 after, after getting paid, mm. I separate, like I told you, I've got a separate account for expenses. I now have one specifically for fun. Mm. I put money in there for fun. And when I check my uh, uh, statements, and to look at the transaction to say, why did I spend on this? Is this fund? No. Mm-hmm. So what prompted me to, to, to why, why, why was I tempted to even uh, use this account? Mm-hmm. And also that, that thing of, of, of giving. Sometimes there's that guilt man, that you carry, you know, that I, I do have an, a certain amount of, why, why, why am I not sharing it with so-and-so? And until I said, no, it's okay. It is, yeah. it is yours. It is, it is okay for that money to be there. Yeah. It is yours. Yeah. I it love is okay. This. I so I have right? and, yeah. and I guess like there's quite a bit of work that had to go into that. So what are the three lessons that you found very valuable with either just in your healing journey and also maybe give us one lesson that was very valuable to helping you just sit with money in your bank account without needing it to be stashed away in a place that you can never reach where you are just like it's okay to have this money just there i think it was um so when i started um you advised me to go straight to the father wound and mother wound uh, meditations because of what came up in the spirit of money meditations that, ah, when I go. <laughs> yeah i know you couldn't stay in the spirit of money let's world. no let's 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 do the let, let's do the father wound and mother wound meditation, and yeah. then um, the uh, uh, inner child uh, meditations. Those are my go tos. But I think the one that changed um, my 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 uh, the, the way I spend money uh, was one life session. I think it was the income challenge. I don't remember whether it was for twenty twenty, where you were discussing financial set points. Ah, 2020. 2020 you were discussing uh, financial set points. And I started looking into that. I was like, why a set point? What is she referring to? What? Mm-hmm. And when I checked, when, 
then I was so surprised that when my money gets to a certain amount, I literally spend it for no reason. Mm. And I had to check why is it, what's, what, what's wrong with this? Why this uh, a specific amount? And I started mm. meditating around it. And it came out that, okay, so this is from your childhood. You know, I, I don't, mm. I, 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 I want to share this life <laughs> with family. <laughs> so I don't want them to... <laughs> to <laughs> To feel like they are being, uh, um, you know, outed <laughs> for their behavior. Yeah, I, I know. You know, like with and with our families. Oh, Gonja, you say you we are the reason why your family yes, come together. Yeah. <laughs> and and I remembered how I formed a certain perception about these amounts. It, it was four amounts, I think, five hundred, uh, a thousand, a hundred bucks, and. Was that? I think 300. But the one I'm going to share about that is not about family. It was actually about um, one of uh, the, the workplaces that I work for as a waitress. Um, oh. I had delivered an order. Mm. I had delivered an order at the, I, I used to work at Constitution Hill. This, uh, by the way, I met Masia. Masia, yes, Masia was in the group. I was so excited when I saw a testimony. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've met Masia. Masia has so awesome, me. eh? Ah, Masia has kind of, I used to go and complain in Masia's office. <laughs> she knows. Oh, I was so you used to complain about the coursework in Masia's office. No, no, no. Um, it, it, I, I mean, that was a long time ago. That was around. Oh, about all your stuff. So, guys, Masia is episode, oh, Masia 17, episode 17. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was excited to see her there because it's somebody that I know. You know, it doesn't need to cancel me. And, and you know, back to conditioning now. Um, mm. I was always in trouble for being on leave for study purposes. I uh, know you'll have certain uh, staff members frowning at you for being unavailable or for trying to learn something new. You know, you'll have that those people that pull you back. And Masia would be the one to say, no, 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 don't mind them. Just by the way, I struggled like you, you know, when I, when I, uh, I think she was pursuing a PhD at the time. And just, I struggled like you at some point. And look at me now. Don't mind them. Just carry on, you know. So I used oh. to get cancelled. Whenever, whenever I, I, I delivered food to Mazia, I'd always come back with an empty plate because I would sit there and get cancelled while she eats. <laughs> and, back with, and come back with an empty plate. So by the way, back to the 100 rand story. Uh, what happened was I had delivered a, a, a um, a meal, I think, at, at, at um, Constitutional Court. I don't know whether, was it my negligence or what, but I had taken change for a hundred rand, was given that hundred rand and went to pass the kitchen to clear the plates. But then I don't know whether it fell or I accidentally put it in the counter and forgot it, then somebody took it, but I lost that hundred bucks. So um, when I got to the coffee shop, just about, uh, I think towards cash up time, a colleague reminds me that, no, you didn't give me back the 100 bucks from the constitutional court. And yes, I remember that I didn't give it, but when I searched my pockets, I don't have that 100 bucks. What happened to it? I lost it. And I remember one of the co-owners say, you're going to have to pay it. Oh. And mind you, I was earning, like I said, 1782 per month. And I took out my card and I swiped that amount. Little did I know that this, got, this trauma got stored in my body. Every time when I had a hundred, I would I would break it for no reason. Ah, because you can't, because yes. you were triggered. Your body needed to not go back there. I Your would break it. Couldn't handle that. 
Yes. I would break it for no reason. Like find a sweet, find a snack, find something, something to break this hundred bucks. So I, from that life, uh, I realized that, okay, I have certain set points about certain amount of, and, and I looked at uh, amounts of money and I looked into what caused that. And when I started working on that, I improved. Mm. I started having amounts, uh, I mean, values higher than that and being okay with that after that financial. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. that The EFT tapping around that was on, yeah, I don't know, something changed on that day. Yeah. So this so is... guys, the EFT <laughs> tapping on set points, lit, lit. We do a lot around money set points. And so just a quick explanation before I go on to the last question. So guys, the set point is just like, you know, when you keep coming back to a money level, like no matter what you do, you can't earn more than that in your career or you just can't seem to save more than a set amount in your bank account. Once you reach a particular amount um, in your bank account and in your savings account, you can't go beyond that. You know, it really, really is a problem because for most people, it doesn't matter how hard they work. They'll never have more than a certain amount in their bank accounts and they will never earn more than a certain amount because there's so much trauma related to the actual set point itself so going beyond that is very very hard so I'm so glad that you shared that that even just the actual note itself was triggering and it's on the surface it's like you were grown up you could handle this it's not a big deal but this was clearly a very traumatic event right and that's why we say trauma is not about the big things there's no blood and gore involved in this right guys but it is still su- it was still such a traumatic event for Lisiko. So thank you for that. So Lisiko, my final question is you have a business, you have um you have work, and so many people are like, oh my god, I don't have enough time to do the healing work. So I'm gonna ask this question a little differently because that's what I'm feeling guided to do. How have okay. you seen? the doing the work how does it change the way that you approach work and how you get work done because most people seem to think oh my god it will be too much it will be too much work for me how what shifts have you noticed from just doing the work when approaching doing your work and your business once you've done the inner healing work Ah. (laughs) (laughs) i mean um bringing your attention to certain uh, traumas that govern how you behave on its mm-hmm. own it helps out, especially in, in workplaces and how you interact uh, with people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, like you start paying attention to how you are and whether, I mean, I'll make an, I'll make an example. Um, the other day I had, I think it was a question, just a, a work query and I was not aware that um, um, I have a certain strict uh, conduct that people don't find easy um, coming to me to, 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 to ask for help or whatever. And from doing the work, I learned that no, when you are taught so much about compassion, but when it comes to this part, you do not exercise compassion. What is it that causes you to act this way? And I realized that, uh, you know, there's, there's the pressures, you know, even from childhood where you're taught or sometimes you're giving a, a varam slap into learning something 
I still carried some of that, you know. I still carried some of that from childhood to, you know, the, the, the workplace. And meditating around that helped. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, it helped me show up uh, in a way that if, if you reprimand something that was done um, in a, in, incorrectly, think about the person that did the mistake. Did they know better? Mm. Did you train them? You know, um, it, it, I mean, I mean it, it's a mistake. Are you, are, is your intention to teach or to harm? Mm. You know, and I remember my, my, my uh, whole intention also for, for joining, uh, uh, I mean, for embarking in the healing journey was also to nurture my, my, my leadership skill. I've never been a leader. I've never been in management, but I aspire to be there. Mm. And I want to be the one that develops mm. people. I want to be the one that, that uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, aspire I aspire to, to, to condone growth. You know, I don't want to instill fear. I want to instill love and to do everything with, you know, exercising. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I noticed that this is actually the opposite of what you had intended from when you studied for your course. Maybe it needs to And all that came up um, as I did meditations. You know, yeah. a, a certain childhood memory would come up to say, hey, okay, you have just done this. Um, this memory has triggered you. It made you cry. Um, I also, I'm, I'm also a fan of, of shadow work. Yes. And then, but this year, this thing that came up in your meditation, you've just treated so-and-so in the workplace like this mm. because of doing yeah. a certain mistake, you know? Yeah. And that gradually changed. I'm still a work in progress. Like I've, 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 I can never emphasize that enough, but I'm so happy that it came up that you never intended to harm, but your conduct, even if it's a simple reprimand, it doesn't come across well in others. Yeah. So this way, yes. So meditating and journaling and everything that comes up and seeing how you carry that trauma, how you have been behaving towards others due to that trauma helps out a lot. And it, it's, nice, it's, it's nicer when you do it with love and when you're also not harsh on yourself, you know? Mm. And yeah, so doing the work, uh, as I had said uh, before the recording, is I, I take that as self-care. It is self-care. Radical self-care. Yes, one, one, one would believe that there's no time to, mm. to meditate. I mean, I'm, I'm always busy. I'm always, uh, but no. It's, it's actually, it's so important that sometimes I do that in the, like first thing in the morning, I don't care whether I'm late, but in the morning when I wake up and feel that I need meditation, I need, I'll do that. I'll journal yeah. before. I'll, yeah. you know, sometimes even after a workout, um, I'll be, I'll have been planning to do the work in the evening, but something will have been triggered or something yeah. will come up during the day where I'm like, it is best for me to do the work rather than to spend the rest of the day like reacting from this, yes. you know, because, and then I just realized the beauty of doing the inner work and having the tools that we do have in the courts is that once it's done, then you understand why you feel this way. And then you can nurse yourself rather than reacting and lashing out, you know, which before I had the money magic work, and thankfully this for me was up until my mid-20s, I would just be this person that would lash out and be irrational. And I'm just very, very lucky that since my mid-20s until now into my mid-30s, I've been like in, I've been able to just be conscious 
right? So it's helped my relationships a lot. And like you said, it helps me get things done because instead of like <gasps> reacting from that space, now I know what's happening. I can focus on that for two to three hours. When yes. I come to sit down and do my work, be it writing, be it doing a live, I'm so present. I get that done in a matter of hours. Who's the volume? Out the way. Oh, you were, you, you were just cutting off the... Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying... Um, what, what I've learned is that like by just doing the healing work, I'm able to do my other work so much faster. So most people seem to think that, oh, I don't have time to do the inner work. The inner work will take you about an hour, an hour, 30 minutes every day of your time or five, five, day, five days a week. But when you come to do your work, you'll get your work done in such a faster time than you've yes. ever done before. So it actually saves you time. And I and think we don't even realize the power of that, you know, because obviously, say in your business, if before you were doing the inner work, it would take you three, four hours to send an invoice. Oh, my gosh, I can't send this invoice. What if yeah. they don't pay, etc.? And now you're coming, you finish doing the inner work after like an hour and a half, you've done your journaling, you've done your meditations, you come, you sit at your laptop, you send the invoice in five and minutes. you feel lighter. You feel yeah. lighter. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, what you need to do in four hours because of all the money, trauma and stress, you do in two minutes now because there's none of that drama. So simple. Like I'm like, guys, it's a no-brainer. This is why we do the work. What, 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 one of the best things is that I've, I've always uh, beaten myself up for being stagnant, you know. Mm -hmm. Why is it that I'm not growing, you know. People that I studied, people that I studied, that I studied with are so far in their careers. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have much to show for whatever, you know. Um, it's like, it seems like you studied for nothing. And, and, and I realized, and I, I, I started working on the emotions that I carried when I was doing my degree. Sure. Everything that was traumatizing me, because mind you, um, that that degree is aimed at uh, 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 advancing me into making money, right? Mm -hmm. So look at the emotion that you carried. What is it that you were not happy about? How did it come about? Let's do some journaling. Let's do some breathing. Let's do some hop on up on. Let's you know, and I now think like that because mm -hmm. of that. You know, even even in the workplace, um, you know, I I have my up and downs um some days i'll be like no um i carry feelings of yeah. shame for stagnating um i don't i don't like feeling like this because this is where i also make my money as much as i stagnate i was able to pay the money magic cost something that i was there's something that i never thought i'll be able to afford in my i mean <laughs> I paid it finish. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Like, I love that when students say that because I know a lot of people are like, oh, we can't, like, I'm so scared of that. Yes. And then, like, most times, most students are like, can you please just allow me to pay everything upfront? Like, when they get six months into the course, they like, actually, I feel like I can just now finish it off. Maybe, I think, again, it's that, the work there's nothing i can tell people just do the work it all yes. comes back to this work try to make sense of it but it has to be experienced it has to, it <laughs> has to. So I've, I've grown from that to also even about as much as i, I complain about stagnating 
I even um, observed my emotions here at the workplace. So, okay, this is where you're earning money. This is where you were able to afford your studies to 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 um, pay Vanille uh, for the money magic course to invest in other inner work courses. Today, you are healing. You are on the healing journey because you are here making this money. How do you think money feels? Uh, uh, with, with the emotions that you're carrying when you're making that money, the, 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 the tantrums, you know, the, the, the way you feel it, whatever that upsets you, why are you not working on that? Let's look into that. Mm. Is, it, is it them that are making you feeling a, a certain way or is it a trauma that you are just not comfortable with evoking, mm. you know? And I see now, nowadays I'm so comfortable with even letting everything, the most uncomfortable things come up. I don't care if it takes three days or a week to yeah. recover from that but i look into it i observe the memories i observe my journaling i observe my behavior right up until i eventually feel like okay okay so it's getting better as much as i feel like uh, I, I was I'm, I'm useless for stagnating but i've learned this much and much and much and much had it not been for this i wouldn't have been here mm. so i appreciate the journey of money Overall, like I said in the beginning of the uh, uh, of, of, of the recording, that um, money takes the form of who you are, and so is your business. Mm. So is as 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 much as you have, you know, when 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 a family is dysfunctional, it's a child that will show, you know, yeah. externally. The child's behavior will show that something is not right at home. Your true. business will also do that, and your money. Yeah. So, I, I became careful. Yeah. And yeah. mind you, I do not judge. I do not. I do not force. I just wait for things to just come. Up. You know, I, I just. I don't do anything by force. I just let everything come up gradually, no matter how uncomfortable. Because you've learned yeah. to sit with yes. it, to observe, and to accept. Yes. Yeah. You know? which is, which is something of, that you. One of my clients, when she started <laughs> working with me, she said to me. You know, when I thought, when I would listen to you and you'd say, just observe and accept, I used to think that what you meant was, I'm just going to wallow in the sadness all day. I'll put yes. on my drama. It felt, it felt like that. In the sadness <laughs> and I'll eat ice cream and it I'll cry like all day. I was <laughs> For some reason, initially it felt like that, like, <laughs> it's with my emotions. What is Fangile saying? Why would I want to sleep this day? <laughs> Right, so she thought, so she was like, before she started doing the work, that's what she would do. And she was like, but this thing is not helping me. This is not shifting me. What is this woman talking and about? Eventually, eventually you, 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 you realize after sitting with it that, oh, this is not serving me. So let me start working with it. When you, once you sit with it, you realize that, no, this is exactly. actually not serving me. So I was me. telling her, I was like, do the general prompts. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay. Uh, even the hop on upon, the first time I did hop on upon, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. What is Vanille saying? <laughs> the first inner child meditation, when you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I was like, nah, say sorry for what? You're the one who did it. <laughs> Why must I say sorry? What the hell? No. But I still stayed in, you know, I, I, I still uh, uh, continued with the meditation. I said, okay, fine. I'm I, I'll, I, I'll continue. It's okay. But, the but then the inner child meditation, often you are saying this to your inner child, right? No. It's not to the person that has perpetuated this. So no, that, when, when, when stepping into the memory, looking into the yes. person that is that, it felt like mm -hmm. it's, no, the first time I was like, must I, never. 
why would I do that? He started it. He did this. He did that. Why? Never. What is Vanilla saying? But then I was like, okay, you know what? Let me, let me listen. Let me be teachable. Let me, <laughs> let me finish off. But then realized after a while that this is where you start forgiving. This is where you start taking off the load of your shoulders and in your heart. And once you open up, everything else opens up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so this is where it was. I'm so glad that I, I wasn't stubborn about it. Now, I, now I'm a fan. <laughs> if, now if it you makes are me cry, I'm a fan. I love that. <laughs> you, you have, I'm going to end it here because I know that you have to go to work. But I am so grateful that you took time out of your day and gave up your lunch hour and you're here, you work, you spoke to us. I know people will want to know how to talk to you further. There's probably people that are wanting to start a hair business and want to get tips on how do you start the branding, want to know more about you as a hairstylist, what do you do, all that. Hair is a big business all over the world, right? And in particular in South Africa. So I'm assuming people have not forgotten that you are a hairdresser. So how can people get hold of you for anything really, especially related to the hair business? How do they Uh, contact you? For the hair business, I have a page. Um, uh, It's Lesiho Hair. Yes. <laughs> I got my head onto Facebook. Listen, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> I haven't been doing much work since um well 2018, and now and also um was it 20? No, since 2020, if I'm not mistaken, uh, mm. the COVID affected me so badly. But yeah, I'm getting back. I'm trying to gradually go back into business. Yeah, but yeah, listen, hey, you see there, my 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 logo is different from what other hair business will, will have. It's actually that Sankofa bed, you know, I'm that's my treasure. I'm carrying, <laughs> I'm carrying that treasure in my mouth, just like the Sankofa bed and I'm going with it. Tracing back the journey, where I come from, I'm not where I want to be, but I am so loving where I am. Uh, and I love that I'm not where I used to be. So I have evolved. Lesiho hair wouldn't have been what it is today had I not embarked on a healing journey. Mm-hmm. I'm super, super grateful. And thank you, Vangila. I can never thank you enough for honoring your gift. Um, and starting the, <laughs> starting wealthy money as a business, I know how scary that must have felt. I'm um, having to pick yourself up, and you know, uh, developing this course content. This is amazing. It's quite extensive. Um, you know, I, I love how it works with um, specific traumas, or how you could just post a random live, and it was just you know, channel a certain emotion and something that's not even in the content, but you would evoke that in a person. I'm so glad, you know, I'm so glad. I'm so happy. And yeah, then I will never finish. I told you so much for trusting me. (laughs) I told you this interview can last for five hours. (laughs) It can, guys, as you can see, the students have so much to say, but... I think there's nothing. Here's what I love about these interviews. There's nothing as profound as for me and as incredible as watching women of color from different walks of life and even men, like also just like intriguing to watch some of the men that I coach or the men in the course come through and 
basically unpack their own emotional journey, understanding themselves, to observe people be so self-aware in a world where we are not taught emotional intelligence, where probably self-awareness is something that we are all just really getting into in adulthood is so profound and so beautiful. And then to hear Black women talk about how they're changing their relationships, how they literally are coming together and conversations are now no longer about, did you see what so-and-so was wearing to the party? It's more like, how do we create extra streams of income? People are coming together to have real conversations around building generational wealth. They listen to a property podcast. They like, how do we go and buy property together? The conversations at the table are evolving. Do you know what that means for our nieces, our nephews, our children, yes, our grandchildren? It is very important. It's crazy yes. the conversations that they are now being exposed to that we are now having with our families. Yes. And this just started with our own healing. You know, this for me is just, I am forever grateful that I get to do this work and that I get to like literally hold space through the Money Magic course. So thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, man. <laughs> it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah. And guys, if you've been listening to this and you're like, I just want to be part of this journey. I want to be part of this course. Please go register. Check out the Money Magic course at wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. If the course is not open for registration, get on the waiting list. Once you're on the waiting list, you will have access to my free seven-day tapping into um, ancestral money wisdom course right and from there you'll also be given instructions as to how you can join the course and a lot of your course and a lot of your questions around the money magic course will be answered so thank you for tuning in thank you lisiko and money magicians i will see you in next week's episode thank you man i hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.